Welcome to the Oxcala Podcast by University of Oxford South Asian Art Society. This is your host, Shishir Rao. This is episode 7, Pace in Kayal. Today we have with us Srimati Shubangi Sakalkarji. Shubangi Sakalkarji, or Shubangiji, is a Hindustani classical musician and guru residing in the Bay Area, California. She is a student of Dr. Prabha Atre, as well as Srimati Padmatalwalkar. In addition, Shubangiji leads the Intonation Foundation, founded in 2018, an organization dedicated to nurturing and preserving Hindustani classical music. Also, the Intonation Foundation is responsible for organizing and conducting the Ustad Amir Khan Music Festival. More recently, Shubangiji has conducted advanced master class sessions for vocal students of Hindustani classical music that can be accessed on her page on Facebook as well as YouTube. And lastly, she has just released an album, Serenity, that can be found on Apple Music as well as Spotify. For more information on Srimati Shubangi Sakulkarji, please check out her fan page on Facebook.com. So, Namaskar Shubangi Ji. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on this Oxkala podcast. And um, thank you for spending the time with us in advance. And thank you for um, allowing us to interview you and discuss so many aspects of music, which you are a veteran of. You know, you are a musician who has learned for many, many years and is not only a very successful and admired guru in the Bay Area. And uh, thus, it's, it's incredibly important for students such as like myself and other people to, to soak in your wisdom. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Shishir. No, absolutely, Shubhankiji, absolutely. Let's get let's get the conversation started. I think uh, we wanted to discuss the idea of pace, the idea of pacing mm-hmm. in the bharat or the expansion of a raga. So let's kick the discussion off by asking, what is pace? What what is this concept of pace? How do we pace ourselves? Um, Pace is um, a little um, more uh, deeper than uh, laya or uh, tempo. Um, so just like um, we don't think of our, our heartbeat, but it's there, constant. Uh-huh. And when you're relaxed, it it, it goes slow and uh, um, at a regular you know, pace. So same thing uh, with music. Uh, you have to feel like it's going steady and um, as you um, practice in one particular speed um, in a particular life fixed Hmm. for several uh, months, then you start understanding the concept of pace. That means in this particular time, for example, if uh, the speed is one, two, three, four, in that one, two, three, four, that time interval how you can relax and then you you see it like such a big um, um, a time even if it's shorter so i think that is um, my understanding of what peace means i think that's beautiful you've you've not only showed a very theoretical definition but you've given a very practical example for us to hold on to now in the conversation thank you so pace is not tempo Tempo mm-hmm. is running in the background. Like, for example, mm-hmm. we live our lives, right? We drink coffee, yeah. we watch TV, right. we do all these things. But but our heartbeat is going at its own own layer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or huh. heartbeat or, or um, breathing. 
we don't realize. Of course, whenever we are anxious and um, we breathe faster, or um, but when we are relaxed, we don't realize that we are we are breathing. I like how you said that. So breathing and heartbeat, etc., is tied to your state of mind. So. Yes. Because everything else in your life is not particularly state of mind, right? When you watch TV, you can be happy, whatever. But it's just something going on. Or when you read your book, you can be whatever. What really tells, excuse me, your state of mind is things like breathing and heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So does that mean in in our Hindustani Shastriya Sangeet, um, pace is referential to our state of mind, Shubhangi ji? Yeah, I think so. You put it in such a uh, good way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So how do we, okay, so that's, okay, so now that we've tried to look at how state of mind and and pace is kind of intertwined, can we be relaxed in really, really fast tempo? Yeah, um, I uh, try that all the time when, uh, when I'm saying really fast, huh. to stay, how to stay relaxed. Ah, so I, that means you don't, you don't get busier as the taal gets quicker. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, as you um, means in my journey of music, I've learned so much about my own mind. And you know, um, if there's a really fast tan that you sing, oh. you have to sing. Your mind can actually go faster than that. So you have to train your mind to be with the time, um, with that speed, and then you can stay relaxed. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you please explain what you mean by your mind can go faster than the tan? So if you're singing some tan, right? Let's 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 take a very concrete tan just to make it very specific. Okay. Mm. So let's take some bilaval tatrag. Some simple tan, right? Does that mean that when I sing the sare gare, my mind is going to the next phrase? Is that what you mean? You think that uh, this is very fast. Singing fast requires your vocal skills. You have to practice and acquire those skills. But when you're, say, for example, uh, you can sing a fast tan in one particular speed, but you are thinking that this is this is very fast. Um, or uh, like you said that when I'm, when you're singing Sarega, Sarega, you're thinking of the Rega Maga. Mm. That is also, um, that is, that can be another thing. But what I'm saying is the Saregare's speed um, has to be, your mind has to be exactly at that speed. Then you, you can stay relaxed. Ah, okay. So, so what I said was thinking of the next phrase, but you're not saying that. You're saying your brain should be, or your mind should be at the same pace of whatever you're trying to develop. In the present. Ah, okay. Live in the present. I was just about to say that. You, you took the words out of my mouth, Shivangiji. Yeah. So, uh, meaning we don't think of, we don't think of the next stan we are going to present. Is that is that what you mean? And only focus on this stan right now. This is uh, when uh, only when you uh, practice or do your riyas, um, or you have to train yourself to do that. Actually, when while performing, uh, it should happen naturally. It takes time, but uh, then uh, uh, after maybe a few years, you uh, you feel confident to just relax and, and sing freely. 
So for me, for Tans, I always use Lai as my inspiration. I mean, notes and Lai are, are not uh, separate. Even when there's no tabla, uh, ah. how we hold each note, there's always Lai in everything. Hmm. So and that's why um, I feel very comfortable when there is a tabla. Naturally. Uh, very, very natural. Very natural. natural. Relaxing yeah. in that time. But before, uh, what I said is uh, uh, the speed of your avartan, one cycle, uh, if you keep it fixed and practice in that speed, then you can relax in that speed. If you, uh, every day you change the speed, then uh, it's difficult to practice that. Uh, for alap and doing the whole um, vistar of the ran. Okay. Uh, so for that, um, if you keep changing the tempo or, or the speed of the uh, your tal cycle, it's mm. um, you cannot fit your thoughts in that. Every time it it's uh, um, you have to try. Okay. Whereas if you keep it same, ah. then you can relax in that speed, and then you can put your thoughts and um, and finish your thoughts properly. I see. I see. I, I I think I'm beginning to understand what you're saying. If if I might rephrase what you said, Shubhangiji, there are so many unknowns in the world, and the more you control the unknowns, such as the speed of the tal, and your pitch, where you sing at A sharp, don't move from A sharp, sing it, continue singing at A sharp, continue to sing at ten beats per minute or fifteen beats per minute, whatever whatever speed you, then you have more control over your mind because there's less things less. Um, unknown yeah, things perfect. going on. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is okay. Now yes. I, I'm beginning to understand this philosophy. I and I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Tal should ne- never control you. You have to always be bigger than tal, and also your uh, voice. Um, but uh, rag is always much bigger. You can never control a rag. At least these things, you can, if you control, then you can uh, <laughs> have a little bit control over the rag. Rag structure. I I like how you put that. Rag is an universe, so let's not bother yeah. controlling that. Yeah. But let's control things like the laya and and the shruti. And mm-hmm. I I agree. That's that's a very yeah. beautiful way of putting it. Now mm-hmm. that you've controlled everything, you could just focus on the raga because everything else is controlled. Right, right. So you you have beautifully put this idea that now if we control the laya of the tabla. Now we don't have to worry about that. We are comfortable with that layer. We can just do vistar how we how we see fit. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So now coming to vistar, the actual concept of pace mm-hmm. and alap. How do you sing an alap, making sure that you are well paced? So that comes to the question: What is a good pace? Uh, well, for um, different gharanas, different there is different um, set speed mm. usually. Um, but now that even myself, I have learned from multiple gharanas. So um, I don't, uh, finally I had to figure out my own um, pace, my own layer of alap. Um, so um, the key is uh, for the mandra saptak alap, that is a lower, lower uh, note. Uh, it is different than for the middle notes, it goes slightly faster and for higher notes it goes slightly faster because you have to uh, the time um, of uh, the length of uh, cycle is same for everything obviously when you go higher you have to fit fit everything in the same time 
so your speed should go uh, faster in gharana also um, but what happened in jaipur gharana specifically they have one uh, lie uh, so in the beginning itself they get into that lie um but uh, i follow more my guy ki is more uh, kirana gharana um, so that's what i follow um, that their uh, lie which is slower in the beginning and then goes slightly faster in the end so let's take one alap in one avartan cycle let's say does your alap ever interact with the tal for example um let's take vilambate ek tal very simple so it goes then Three, four, tuck, then two, three. Right. So in between, do you do you do alap now? Like for example, if I were to just give a demonstration, then ah ah do you do something like that, or of course, of or, course, or do you do it on the beat? How how does how does the engagement with tal work generally? Is my question. Okay, it's um. um... you have to acknowledge each beat of the um, the tal ah. it's a beat cycle and each um, matra has its purpose you know alap should be like a meaningful sentence it has a um, beginning middle and end so you can do two sentences in one cycle or one or sometimes three that's up to you but um, for for each beat you have to be in a certain certain um, place in your thought each beat you have to be in a certain place in your thought i yes. love that i yes. love that sentence But you acknowledge you don't have to sing on the beat i i don't like to sing on the beat around the beat yeah just like you you showed me right now uh, interesting usually so, when my my uh, phrase ends uh, it just ends before the beat so you finish <laughs> the phrase as the beat is about to start and you pick up phrases or you start the phrase in between beats hmm So that's what I find very interesting, right? Because if you look at Jaipur Gharana, hmm. the Jaipur Gharana is the go around the beat, but it's it's always around. continuous. Yeah. So so what what do you mean around the beats? Sometimes it's on the beat. Sometimes um, it's uh, not on the beat. It's not fixed. Like you have to show the beat and sing something on the beat. It's all about the speed. Can I uh, show you? I'm not sure if you can hear my. Um, Let me know if you can hear my tabla. Mm. Three, four, two. I can hear. Can you hear me? Okay. Mm. So. This is a typical Jaipur. it's called lagao how how to uh, sing the um, um, do the swar uchcharan mm -hmm. means pronounce the vowels yes
doing less. I, I, yeah. I, I, the difference was beautiful, uh, Shubhangiji. You clearly showed the yeah, difference. Yeah. So in the first type of alap, if I may say, you had, I, if I can say, you had more interaction with the lay, more interaction with the yeah. lay than you did with the second alap, if I can, if I can say mm-hmm. that. Huh. And, mm-hmm. and the second alap, you, it's, it's, it's as if, it's as if the, the background noise was tal, and mm-hmm. you are sitting on top of it doing something. But it's not, it's not interacting directly with your, with your bharat. We uh, come back to pace again. So uh, it's um, what you feel most comfortable. That I feel most comfortable in in my uh, this this space. So where I can take time to uh, hold a note, do nyas, take more uh, longer pauses, and um, see the rag uh, bloom like a uh, flower. Um, I see. I, I do see what you're saying. That's that's very beautiful. You take the time for the pauses and you let the braga bloom. Hmm. Now, that's very beautifully put. Let's let's ask the opposite question again, just for the sake of demonstration and education. That hmm. let's take the let's take the phrases on the beat. So if I were, I I feel that this would actually what I'm about to do would be a, a bad demonstration of pace. And it would be something like this. Let's take the next cycle. So. why I tried to demonstrate this is to say that I, in, in this type of alap, I am constantly fighting with the leg. I'm tr- frequently trying to fight. I'm trying to say, I want to grasp the tal, but the tal is saying, no, I'm grasping it. You leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. No, here you can't even hear the, the tal properly because you're singing on the beat all the time. Ah, that's beautiful. I like how you said that. You can't hear the tal properly because you're anyway singing on the beat. Yeah. That's beautiful. So yeah. the way you're singing, the, the correct way that you were presenting, mm-hmm. you're doing it one, because it's it's in your own mental pace, your own pace of mind. But two, also importantly, you're letting the tal be heard yeah. and you're giving respect in a way to the tal. Yeah, correct. Ah. Exactly. Exactly. So the reason why I'm asking all these questions now, Shubhangiji, is because you sound amazing in concert. You sound, specifically with reference to pace, you sound well-paced and relaxed as well as completely in control of your mind and uh, the pace of the proceedings of your Bharat. But it's really hard for me, you know, as a listener to go and say that she sounds beautiful because of alpha, beta, and gamma. I'm not, you know, I'm not able to exactly go and put my finger on why you sound so amazing. So rather... I think it's very important in general sometimes for me to learn and for other students to learn what not to do at least because those are clear paths to not take, to deliberately avoid. So in the same line of thinking, Shubhangiji, what else do you have as recommendations for students such as myself regarding pace and Bharat and Vilambit compositions? Um, you have to understand uh, what um, 
tempo you feel comfort most comfortable in now yours was even slightly faster than mine uh, yes. uh, because i am not listening to mine but i know because i feel rushed when it's even like 2 3 seconds uh, uh. faster i i feel rushed inside well <laughs> i'm um, i'm so used to in singing in my own speed it's difficult to um, do concerts with tabla players who who are new and uh. then they, they they don't play in my life it's very difficult to <laughs> post your thoughts in that um, that time cycle so first you have to understand what like okay i can hear this better and the, the one two three four this um, is the one cycle you should feel comfortable if if, if it's one two three four that's also okay if if you feel better in that speed that's more vilambita hmm. um, and the ati vilambita is even slower i've learned in uh, ati vilambita before huh. but then, then um, it was too long for me what exactly do you mean by it's too long for you like how do you judge uh this metric of time the duration that is appropriate versus inappropriate specifically what's the calculus involved here then i had to do three or four uh, sentences in the whole all uh, cycle and i didn't like that so yeah. i made it made it shorter and um, now i uh, i don't do more than two in for lower notes yeah you it's hard to do only one sentence because it's just four notes um, so i i do two in that maximum and then i like to do only one so you have to know yourself what you like as That's... you um, grow older ah it's about finding yourself what you like and what you feel peaceful uh, in what you feel peaceful and relaxed that makes you a better um, musician I, i that you've said that beautifully first you age you age and you you change your vision as yeah. you that's beautiful another thing that you said which was interesting to me very interesting is i thought oh you want to keep you want to let the tal go and you want to do something in between tal naturally that means find the slowest tal and the slowest pace and work on that not mm-hmm. not even 10 beats per minute 8 beats 7 beats per minute but no mm-hmm. you think that's also wrong because mm-hmm. then it's too slow you have to mm-hmm. do too much and mm-hmm. So what you're what you're saying is actually like your pace is a healthy balance hmm. of going too fast with your thoughts and going hmm. too slow with your thoughts. Hmm. It's hmm. right in between. Hmm. I that's that that I find very interesting because uh, yeah, I I I would think that too slow would be okay. Depends on your your temperament and hmm. your creativity, what you like to do. Uh rag is a khayal badak is like storytelling of the rag so wow. Um, wow. how you tell it it's up to you uh, if you i don't like to add too many details i, I like to stay on the um, point to the point so um, it depends on what you like ultimately you should never feel like you are dragging or rushing for that matter exactly exactly that's very beautifully put because i now we're actually coming to the third question i had on the same point you made is your um usage of the phrase sentences you know you said you you said that my optimal is about one to two sentences but mm-hmm. with slow lay i have to do three and four three to four sentences which is 
which mm-hmm. is too many sentences what is what is this sentence that you speak of shubhangi ji what is a sentence yeah a sentence means which it's uh, it starts and it ends on sa comes back to sa that's one sentence so for example i'll i'll show in in notes so it's easier to understand so mere ga strict definition and you stick to it for for this concept yes. of sentences yes. i noticed one more thing that you make um a deliberate um how do i say this ha ah, you clearly show i know you stopped and told me that oh this is sentence 1 now i'm beginning sentence 2 but even if you didn't say that i felt like it was very clear that you'd ended sentence 1 i don't know what it was maybe you gave more pause you gave more space because after the end of the sentence you stop right i this is the first sentence stop yeah yeah it's the second yeah. sentence when you listen you should for a listener it should be like oh i yeah yeah i understand i know oh, this is what he means this is what she means i see that is very very important to me that my story is uh, understood by the my audience i'm saying it has it has meaning and that's understood by um, whoever is listening I like how you're talking about Kayala storytelling. That's that's so elegant. Very elegant, mm-hmm. Shubhangi ji. Mm-hmm. So I have one more question now based on sentences. I also noticed I feel this may be a this may be something I imagined. So please tell me if I'm incorrect. I noticed mm-hmm. that let me say it this way. You said the first sentence in mm-hmm. a speed and then you said mm-hmm. the second sentence in the same speed. but there is an overall speed as well let me let me explain let me explain mm-hmm. so i'm just going to say two sentences now mm-hmm. and i'll say them in different ways the first mm-hmm. sentence is my name is shishir rao and the second sentence is i am doing oxkala podcast with shubhangi ji so mm-hmm. the first sentence my name is shishir rao i am doing oxkala podcast with shubhangi ji there's no space to breathe <laughs> okay there's another way to do it my name is shishir rao I'm doing Oxkala podcast with Shubhangi ji. This is good. Little bit more space. Hmm. But also and last one is I guess something along the lines of my name is Shishir Rao. I am doing Oxkala. So what I was trying to show there is mm-hmm. that there's interword speed and there's intersentence mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. am i correct in saying that there is yes yes, yes. Hmm. now when you said um, my name is shishir rao ah. and i'm doing so you you don't think about how much you you're going to pause or how fast you're going to say you speak, say na- naturally ah, beautiful so practice you 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 um, um construct your phrases so naturally they'll be in perfect speed the pauses will be just perfect you don't have to think about it it will just come na- it should come naturally to come naturally you know we have famous speakers in our lifetime we've had people like president barack obama who was known as one yeah, of the I greatest speakers i was thinking about that really <laughs> 
I'm now thinking how much of speak the how much of the art of speaking can we learn and use in our Shastriya Sangeet? Because <laughs> President Barack Obama such long pauses. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's he's like Amir Khan Sahib sometimes I think in speaking. Yeah. You know he, because yeah, yeah. he sometimes takes the pause in the middle of the sentence, but to make a point, he'll say something like, "We have now made mm. sure." that we have the lowest unemployment rate in the history of America. But see that we have now made sure we have the lowest. See, so I guess, can we learn from that? Yeah. Um, so that's why everything that uh, you sing should have a meaning. You're saying something very, very specific. Nothing should be random or uh, and the lie brings meaning to whatever you're saying. So the nirega, if you put in a random lie, it will have no meaning. So the layer gives because, meaning to what you're singing. That's what you said. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The oh, points you, you make is the for all the nyaswar, especially <laughs> the vadis, vadi samvadi uh, swars. <laughs> now that we're talking about storytelling, they're the main characters. Vadi samvadi. So everything revolves around them. And uh, there's, uh, there might be conversation between others, other oh. notes. And uh, for, of course, Shadaj is always there. Uh, mm. Shadaj and if there's Pancham, mm. they have their own, uh, um, they'll always be the main. Uh, they're, the, they're the narrators of the story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfectly said. Um, so um, that's where then you know how to, what they are saying. If you just you stay on ma, that is not adding anything to the story. It is uh, very meaningless. At least go to pa or come to ga. Understanding the purpose of each swar in the rag is very, very important because that helps in uh, constructing good alabs and phrases. We, I always uh, do this exercise with uh, my younger students ah. who were uh, in high school, middle school, high school, they um, start understanding this concept. Just do different um, phrases, but don't change the meaning. So this I'm, I'm telling you about the, our exercise that I do with my students. So, my In while while um, improvising, it's very important that you you feel fresh. I completely agree. You can go do so much. Lie is uh, infinite. You change the speed slightly, you fresh it new. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Add a little bit of the. Uh. Just that much of gama. Exactly. Like okay. And it's still fresh. But and, and on top of it, I like how you answered the question. Yeah. You answered the question specifically, um, how do we sing different phrases but keep the same meaning? 
and we are doing this. We're singing fresh phrases, but they all have the same basic meaning. The fundamental meaning is, is very similar. I don't do more than two or three of the same, same meaning. If I have to do Madhani Dapa, I will do one more and then go to a different place. That, that's because you are saying you like to be on point. You like, yeah. you don't yeah. like too many, I agree, you don't like too many details. So why should you repeat yourself 20 yeah, times? Like my, my name is Shubhangi and Shubhangi is my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I go by Shubhangi, I go by this. You, just multiple versions of the same. Uh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay. No, you, you bring up a good point. An effective speaker is powerful, but yet stays on point. And I think that's, they make the right pauses, they tell the right story, but they stay on point. They don't go away from the point for 20 minutes and come back. No, no, they always stay on the point. That's, that is a good speaker. That's a good story. That's a good yeah. story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, yes, yes. Okay. And this ties in, just bring it back, just bringing back the conversation of pace, of course, this ties in the conversation of pace very clearly. Because when you're, I feel, and please correct me if I'm wrong again, I feel when you're reading a story or you're watching a movie, which is also a story, there's a pace to the film. There's a pace to the book. You don't want it to be too vast in places, too slow in places. You want it to be right. Where you are hooked, you're hooked to the film. You're hooked onto the book. But you're not, you're not, oh, I don't understand. It's not going too quickly where you're like, oh, I don't understand that. What's going on? Or you're, it's not going too slowly where you have to flip the pages. Oh, let's continue with this. This is getting boring. Right? Mm -hmm. Is that, is that, is that correct? Is that, is that a good way of thinking about pace and storytelling? Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, when you watch a, a good movie, my daughter is a, is a filmmaker. She's studied film. They had to watch some really good uh, films. So she shared some with me and we watched together. Uh, and there were some really good films um, and I I remember I, I said to her this is so good I can uh, hear myself breathe my breathing is slowed down oh. because yeah <laughs> the pace was like, so good you put it perfectly reading books and watching uh, films so that's so that's I like how you put that you know your own breathing was impacted mm. By the by the uh, by the perception of art, you perceived the movie, and that affected your breathing. It it leveled it out. So with music, when you listen to a good musician, are they a good musician? Can one definition? Let me put it this way: Can one definition of a good musician be that they make the person perceiving the music, the audience, be at the same pace as the presentation itself? Um. Yeah. I think so. Even if it's a different gharana, for example, Gwalir uh, gharana, they, they sing at much faster level, but, but um, you enjoy it because um, they're saying something specific that you understand. The, yes. uh, any good artist, uh, when you listen, you, uh, if you know what they're saying, that means... I, I think they are they're good. Okay. There's a clarity to the thoughts which emerges in the presentation yeah. of the art itself. I like that. So you you as an audience member can understand what what they're presenting. I mean, what sorry, obviously they're presenting some notes, music, fine. But more importantly, you're understanding the thought behind the notes, the yeah. story behind the notes. Now, 
sometimes I feel like when I watch some films, let's take let's take a very concrete film. Let's take Harry Potter, right? Very famous film. I know the story because I'm watching it. I understand. I'm enjoying it. Oh, Harry Potter uses this spell with his wand. Something. Okay, I understand. The film, movie ends, and I and Shubhangi Ji tomorrow asks me. You asks me. You ask me. Shisha, what was the plot of the story? You and I tell you the plot was this. First, this happened. Second, this happened. This is what happened. Can there be a type of this type of storytelling which is more abstract, where you don't per se know what's going on? It's not a very clear story. but you are observing something but can this can this abstract type of presentation of storytelling also be used in storytelling in kayal of course um this reminds me when i was um, younger um, when i was a student i was learning from um, my guru and we uh, i went with her to uh, kumar gandharva's concert and i was very young i was not um, means you are not supposed to listen to a lot of other music when you <laughs> doing your sadhana and my guruji also told me to stop listening to you know, my favorite singer of all time is lata mangeshkar ah. so she told me don't listen to anything else just do your riyaz um, so anyway i i went to this concert and um, kumar ji was singing bageshri i still remember and he spent so much time doing renisa renisa all the time um, getting to that and and then he sang the whole rag i told my guruji i am not getting it um, it sounded very beautiful of course his voice and sur is um, like <laughs> you know, i feel uh, fortunate that i got to uh, absolutely uh, live but i knew that this is something like i am not able to understand what he's saying he but she said that it's um it it will take time for you to understand what he's saying yeah it was abstract it doesn't have the his style it doesn't have the boundary of tal or uh, um, you have to finish something not like that he's like this ha huh. the person you know he doesn't like to be um have in a bound by um, tal or rock structure or he wants to be free but you you cannot copy you know copying great people is like you you make fool of yourself 100% 100% yeah. <laughs> you have to understand how you are yes how you can tell your story it it can be very simple but um, it should be your own that's very again very beautifully put i i like that you chose the example of this abstract storytelling to be kumar ji i i completely i completely agree with you on that note we wrap up the first part of this interview with shubhangi ji over the course of this interview we've discussed pace in elements of the vilambit khayal bharat the vistar the alap as well as pace of how to take dance how to take movements in laya in tal and the importance of tal in alap and positioning and methodically expanding on the notes and the phrases of the raga specifically as shubhangi ji explicates on how laya gives life to these notes how laya keeps phrases fresh furthermore we have explored khayal as a means of telling a story there are several characters in the story 
Perhaps the central characters are the Vadi Samwadi of Araga, which are the most important notes that build up Araga, and how phrases are complete and thoughts are complete once we return to the Sa, home base, as we may call it, and how the point of Kayal is to clearly communicate one's thoughts. If we're listening to a musician and we can't understand the thoughts they're trying to communicate through their expansion of Raga, then the method of communication, the means of communication, namely the alap, the laikari, the composition, is not clear enough. Storytelling in more abstract forms is also incredibly encouraged in our forms of classical music, specifically that of Hindustani classical music. Much like we have abstract films and abstract art, we can also have abstract presentation of Kayal, namely presentations of ragas by Pandit Kumar Gandharvji, as Shubhangi ji notes. Thanks for joining us for part one. Please join back for part two of this interview with Srimati Shubhangi Sakalkarji. This is Ox Kala Podcast.